Hi, I'm Joseph, and I want to discuss Chronicle, a movie that came out on February 3rd, 2012. It stars uh, Dane DeHaan, who plays Andrew Demeter, Michael B. Jordan playing Steve Montgomery, and lastly but not least, Alex Russell uh, portraying uh, Matt Garrity. And essentially, the movie is about three teenage boys, three young adults who are in their senior year of high school, and they discover a mysterious rock. And the mysterious rock is, I'm not joking, a mystery. What makes it a mystery is obviously some kind of, it looks like a space object, but it's not a meteor. Well, maybe it was a meteor. What I mean though is that when they find this rock inside a hole, it, not, it did not just cause that impact. Because if it did, I'm pretty sure other individuals would have heard that noise and it probably would have shook and uh, shaked the uh, surrounding area a little bit. Uh, but obviously it was already placed there. Uh, in addition to that, the hole leading to the rock was a little bit, it did look natural, but it wasn't too perfect as in circular, but it was a little bit just leading straight to it, right? So this mysterious rock uh, gives these three young individuals their power of telekinesis. And what's really cool about this movie is that when we think about telekinesis, we just think of levitating objects, but this movie uh, really goes uh, uh, through with the definition of that word. So one of the characters does read that it means to levitate and move objects, but also to make things vibrate. And I think that's a really important distinction to make because the movie essentially is not just about moving objects, but also about granting one the ability to protect one's skin, giving one the ability uh, to fly, giving one the ability to, it looks like, uh, additional strength. And how are they doing that? Because essentially they're missing with molecules or the atoms, right? And that's actually really cool. And I'm actually, uh, uh, so there will be spoilers, so if you're not interested in that, uh, you should want you to click away, but I'm re really going to jump ahead of the gun here. And if these individuals, these young uh, uh, men were allowed to have progressed with their powers, it makes me wonder if maybe they could have started to affect matter at the uh, uh, molecular, molecular level. Um, they kind of do hint at, at that. Anywho, but uh, despite it sounding like it's going to have an action-packed premise, it's actually more of a tragic, a tragedy. Um, uh, it's a tragedy because it ends bittersweetly. Unfortunately, the lead character, Andrew, who's a social outcast, he ends up developing a really healthy, a really loving relationship with his two, uh, with his cousin, and with Steve, the, uh, the, his cousin's friend. And I really appreciate when movies demonstrate romant uh, love in a non-romantic way. Because I think oftentimes we forget that love is towards one's, uh, uh, towards one's friend, towards one's um, family, towards one's pet, and so forth, right? There's different kinds of love. Love is not just a romantic love. And one of my favorite examples to use with this is uh, Final Fantasy XV, uh, the bros on the road. <laughs> I said that because Final Fantasy XV, 15 is about the main character, Noctis, who has to complete and fulfill an objective with his um, entourage, essentially. Um, Prompto, Ignis, and Gladios. Um, but that movie, I mean that movie, that game, although there is romantic love, I would argue the focal point was about the, 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 the relationship that was molded between these four individuals. The same could be said for this movie as well for Chronicle. Um, Andrew, Steve, and uh, Andrew, Steve, and Matt's uh, relationship, it's, it was done really well, really naturally, really organically as the audience, as the viewership, as the, uh, as the viewer. I, I, at least for me personally, I did believe the relationship that was being portrayed by the movie. I did feel like they were becoming friends, they were becoming best friends, and by the end, they were becoming uh, chosen, adopted, uh, extended family members, right? But unfortunately, all this can't, uh, everything that's great can't last. The social outcast, Andrew, when he starts encountering 
um, pushback to the new role that he's introduced to. He starts reverting back to what he used to do, but now he has the ability to affect others through his powers. And that's where everything starts going away uh, from the fun premise that the movie uh, uh, has for us. And by the end of the movie, um, Andrew's own cousin, Matt, is forced to uh, kill Andrew because Andrew is using his powers to cause devastation and hurting innocent people and essentially just ruining the community in such a way that other people can't find peace or joy. Uh, and then what's cool about this movie, so before we get to that, so excuse me, what happened to Steve's character is that unfortunately through Andrew's uh, emotional outburst, he accidentally kills mm, Steve while they're up in the sky. And the, what, again, what, why, why do I say it's implied that maybe uh, if they had progressed their powers, maybe they could affect things at the molecular level is because it's implied that it was Andrew who caused a lightning bolt to strike Steve. Um, I say this because um, Matt points out that there was a thunderstorm going on with no recorded lightning strikes. Yet despite that, Steve was killed by a lightning strike or a lightning bolt. Um, and that was not on purpose. Andrew did not mean to kill Steve. What Steve um, was trying to do was trying to be there for his friend. He was trying to act as a brother, quote-unquote. Not biologically, but symbolically. And something that, um, something that Andrew was not used to was just having community or having companionship. He was used to people doing things to him rather than with him. A really good example of this is in earlier in the movie, when everything's going great, Steve helps Andrew to become uh, uh, more popular in the public eye. And he's actually, Andrew's actually about to have um, a romantic, um, a, a, a intimate a relation with the, with the woman. And all of a sudden, unfortunately, he's drank too much and he throws up on her. And Steve walks in, and although Steve is laughing, I'd argue he's not laughing at Andrew. He's laughing with Andrew at the situation that's occurring. Rightly so, Steve lets him know this is, I know it sucks, pardon me, that was my cap. <laughs> I dropped it on the floor. Uh, Steve rightfully explains, I know it sucks, but this is actually part of growing up. Right? This happens to the best of us. I, I believe that's what he states to, to Andrew. But unfortunately for Andrew, because he's not used to having a community, He's thinking, he believes that Steve is laughing at him rather than with him. And so because of this, Andrew starts going back behind his shell. You know what I'm talking about this movie and I'm totally forgetting it. It's, a, it's, 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 it's filmed from the perspective of the found, shake, uh, the found film genre. Um, and so this is a great segue. So the, all the movie, it is through the perspective of hand, kill, hand, hand, uh, um, hand quarters. Whatever, you guys know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Laps of judgment. Uh, handcoders. Is that what they call it? Handcoders? I feel no. Um, cam camcorders, excuse me. Um, but also the perspectives of, of cameras that's mounted on the walls as well, and cameras from the police cruisers and etc., and security cameras as well. And uh, the movie does a great job of utilizing that, uh, where it elevates it, I believe. It's not just a found film footage uh, genre, uh, they utilize it as a tool to uh, uh, elevate the message that they're trying to spread. And what I mean by that is at the beginning of the movie, it just starts off from this perspective, right, the camcorder's perspective. Um, but it's explained, Andrew explains to Steve that the reason why he does that is because he wants a barrier. Well, Steve and, uh, asks, isn't that create a barrier? And Steve, uh, Andrew does agree. Uh, but he wants that barrier. Why? Because again, Andrew's not used to that sense of community. And it's only too recently that he starts developing uh, relationships. But unfortunately, when everything starts falling apart, he wants to reinforce that barrier. And the movie does a great job of highlighting this through its, uh, through its cinematography. After uh, Andrew accidentally kills Steve, uh, all of a sudden, the perspective of the camera is um, from the back 
of, of, of Andrew's character. It's not showing Andrew's face, and it only shows Andrew's face for important moments. And, and again, uh, after the incident occurs, they make a mention of how he should be shutting down the camera and not utilizing it because his friend just passed away. But Andrew's using it not because as a way to... Uh, it's his coping mechanism, essentially. He's going back and really reinforcing that barrier that he was setting up uh, up to the point where he was starting to become um, more public in the image, uh, in, in, the, in the public sphere. Hopefully that makes sense. I think I could have done a better job of explaining that, but <laughs> I was stumbling over my words a little bit. But hopefully when it's hearing that, there's so much to this movie. This is my third time watching it, and I did discover uh, additional elements that I really appreciated. Uh, that one being one of them. And also I noticed how the dialogue does such a great job of just, if one pays attention to the dialogue, uh, they don't waste your time. It connects to a later point in the film. One negative aspect I do have about the film um, is that I do think it's too short, but I'll get to that at a later moment. Let me focus on the, on the bigger negative aspect. And I'll be the, uh, so the only woman character uh, is Monica, portrayed by Anna Wood. You know, pardon me, so a testament. She, she's not really in it to the point where she's a, a major facet of the movie. And part, she, so Monica is part of the movie, but I, I, that's not the character I'm talking about. I'm talking about Casey, portrayed by Ashley Hinshaw. So <laughs> again, excuse me. Um, but her character is essentially, she's not part of the movie for too long. And I would actually argue, I don't think she was a part of it for that romantic interest between one of the male characters uh, with, with the woman character. But I think she was just included because they needed a vehicle to have that perspective when Andrew starts... Uh, uh, <laughs> Part of the, the 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 same, but when he starts going down the the dark side, right? <laughs> um, they needed that an excuse to have a point of view with Matt's character as well. But one could also argue that they just wanted to include a uh, a relationship, a, a the typical romance, right? Um, but I think it's more the former than the latter. Um, but despite that, that doesn't excuse the fact that Casey's character does feel very light. Um, but with that being said, she's not a boring character. I do think they could have done so much more with her, but. She has the capacity to be more, but they do enough that you could believe that she could do more. So she's not a boring character, but this leads into what I just said earlier as well, that the movie is too short. <laughs> and what's funny about this movie is that I believe it came out during the time, well, for sure it came out during the time when the MCU was not at the zeitgeist. It wasn't the uh, the pinnacle of the, of the, of the, of the public sphere of uh, zeitgeist. And so what this means is that long movies in the past was not really, was kind of frowned upon, upon unless it was something like Lord of the Rings or a big hit movie that everyone was really familiar with. Like, oh, like Avatar um, from Spielberg, Spielberg, I believe, whoever directed that. Um, in the past, before MCU really took um, the public sphere by storm, uh, movies were really conscious of how long they were, but the MCU kind of helped to bloat that time I say both, that sounds kind of negative, but I do believe sometimes a movie does not need a runtime that's two hours or more than two hours. Um, but Chronicle is definitely a movie that would have benefited from being at least one hour and 50 minutes or even two hours long. Um, and that extra time, I think, could have done a great job of being used to reinforce Casey's character. So that's my only complaint, really. It's just that the movie is short. But with it being so short, it does a great job of highlighting what it does best. And what does it do best? It's characterization, the um, the relationship that it's building between the three, ma uh, the three the three male characters, the three male leads. Excuse me. Um, the underlying theme of what does it mean to be part of a community and to use one's power uh, respectfully, while also using it um, in a quote unquote fun kind of way, right? Um, and what's so cool about this movie is that again, even though it is a superhero movie, 
It's a lot more nuanced than that. And the way that it ends, it's, it's a bittersweet movie. If one is going to watch it, one has to be prepared by the idea that they're going to have to be thinking about the film. And I think the way the film ends even symbolizes this. As soon as the end credits come on, it ends with this fun, uh, chaotic little alternative rock song. Uh, but it only plays for about a minute or so. And after that, the song changes to a much more somber, uh, um, theoratical uh, piece. Right? Like when I say theoratical, I mean like a, a piece that sounds like it's made for a movie. One would think that would be the opposite, right? And I can't help but feel like that was done on purpose to make us realize that what, that, that chaotic, fun song it's meant to make us think, oh, well, we just witnessed it. It made sense, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense. And why doesn't it make sense? Because there was community. Uh, despite community, uh, everything devolved into, um, well, my, pardon my, my pun again, but into the dark side of <laughs> uh, what had happened. And then it turns into that somber theme because I, I would argue, I did watch this movie in theaters when it first came out. And I personally, when I saw it, I did... Uh, did not just leave from the theater. I had to sit there and think with my thoughts and then that summer theme came on and they, I think they, they again They did that on purpose to represent that it, what you just witnessed is not superficial There's more to it. There's more beneath it and again, even though one could boil this down to it's just a superhero movie uh, It's a superhero movie with realistic elements. What does it mean when uh, a group of regular individuals? Um, get an ability how does it affect them at the personal level and how does it affect them um, in their personal lives. Uh, how does it affect them uh, individually and then how does it affect them in their personal lives? Uh, there we go, that, that sounds better. Um, so, um, do I recommend Chronicle? I really do. Uh, it was a great movie. It led, I got chills at different points. It's one of those movies that really benefits from at least two watches. Um, the first time getting a sense of what it is and the second time being able to appreciate again the setting up, the foreshadowing, all the elements that makes the movie come together cohesive, cohesively. And one of the cool elements about this movie too is that despite the main cast getting their powers from this space rock, I love the space rock, I would argue, is very Lovecraftian. When they first approach it, it's pulsating, it seems to be almost quote unquote speaking to them. It has its own gravitational pull, which implies that it's alive, right? <laughs> things that has its own gravitational pull, like things, stars, right? They're not dead. They may not be alive in the sense that they could communicate with us, but stars are not dead, right? So this, this space object, I'm just going to call it a space object because that's what it looks like. Um, it's very otherworldly. This movie very easily could have focused on that aspect, but it chose not to because again, that, that rock was just the backdrop to help set up the, uh, the forward momentum that the narration needed to tie the themes that the movie was focusing on. And I know I keep saying this word again, but I think the theme, was focused, uh, the theme that was being focused on was community, uh, relationships, not just in the terms, and not just in the terms of romance, but also in terms of uh, familial and and friend uh, relationships as well. So yeah, do I recommend this movie? I highly do. If one does watch it, uh, feel free to let me know what you think of it. And I'm definitely going to do another movie. I actually wanted to watch this movie because of everything everywhere, everything everywhere all at once. And I think it's just so interesting. Um, uh, so I don't really consume movies the way I do with television shows. Um, but I know that Martin Scorsese, maybe I should do a video where I pull up his quote, um, but essentially he kind of highlights that maybe the MCU is doing something to um, the movie making industry. And I used to be neutral about that, I really didn't care. But I kind of see what he means now because the Chronicle came out during the time where the MCU, again, 
it was not at the zekis, but that means that it wasn't at, it wasn't at the pinnacle, it wasn't at the top. It was still part of popular culture. I would argue in today's time, when we think of popular culture, who's in control of that? It's the MCU, right? Or slash Disney, also Star Wars, um, Marvel, and the Disney properties that it pushes out, right? Um, but again, Marvel it wasn't at the same um, social status um, that it was when it came out in 2012. And I think, uh, so I want to do a separate video because uh, I, I suppose I want to do a comparison contrast of everything, everywhere, all at once and chronicle. But two movies... That's uh, um, that's about superhero elements, but it's not telling a superhero story. Um, and I would argue there's actually a lot of parallels between the two as well. Uh, they both start off mundanely uh, with human characters, with human issues, and then something otherworldly occurs. Uh, I won't say much for the second movie because I'm not going to be spoilers for that since this my video is focusing on Chronicle. But obviously, with the Chronicle, I'm talking about with Chronicle, I'm talking about the discovery of this rock, and then after the discovery of the rock, we start focusing more on the mundane issues in combination. But the fantastical. I definitely will be doing a video. The more I talk about it, the more intrigued I am about the comparison contrast. And a simple superficial example to see between the two is this long, this length, this runtime. Again, when it came to um, Chronicle, I do feel like it was too short, but um, it, it didn't affect it negatively. It just affected it negatively and in such. Uh, it, it was still able to tell its story. It's just other characters suffered. Minor characters suffered because of its short runtime. So the main goal of its main story was told. Uh, but it wasn't fleshed out the way that it could have been, in my opinion, with a longer length time. Wallace, with everything ever all at once, it was a longer length runtime. But I argue, I don't think it needed to be two hours. And I think it's two hours and 20 minutes or something like that for sure over two hours. Uh, but now I'm going away from, I'm veering away from Chronicle and I don't want to do that. Uh, so obviously, though, I do highly recommend it because this is a movie that really got me thinking. It was a movie that really made me reflect on my own relationships, uh, not just with my friends, but also with my family as well. It made me think about the way that I'm acting, um, the choices that I make. Um, maybe I should keep in mind my own personal issues, but also the issues of other people and then navigate between that, that, that path. right? But that doesn't mean that I, it, it doesn't excuse that I could be a jerk to other people. right? And same thing for the other individual. It's important to be uh, understanding and patience with one another, right? It's a two-way street or well, you guys know what I mean, right? So thank you so much for listening. If you did watch Chronicle, let me know. I highly do recommend it. It's a fantastic movie. Have a great day and take care.